This presentation was produced under U.S. Department of Education contract number EDESE14D0008 with Synergy Enterprises Incorporated. The views expressed herein do not necessarily represent the positions or policies of the U.S. Department of Education. No official endorsement by the U.S. Department of Education of any product, commodity, service, methodology, technique, or enterprise mentioned here is intended or should be inferred. Welcome to Why for Wise Voices from the Field podcast. I'm Julie, a member of the Technical Assistance Team under the Department of Education's Nita M. Lowy 21st Century Community Learning Centers program. Our guest today, Logan Newman, is a high school science teacher who, in 2011, rose to the challenge of developing a dual program for teaching students to manufacture eyeglasses and providing those eyeglasses to students in need in urban Rochester, New York. His experience offers great ideas that can easily translate to out-of-school-time career pathway opportunities. Thank you so much for being here today, Logan. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. The pleasure's all mine. Now, for starters, Logan, can you please share with our listeners how a high school science teacher stumbles into running optical manufacturing and an eyeglass clinic? So it's actually a really interesting story. I was trained by the Navy uh, as an optician way back in the day. I was... Uh, I went into the Navy to become a medic, and then they said, hey, here's one of the things we need from you, and I got to go and become trained as an optician. I was originally planning when I got out of the Navy. I went to college. I was going to become an optometrist. I went to school for biology, and in my senior year, right before my senior year, I sort of decided, no, this isn't something I'm interested in. Well, that's not unheard of. What were you interested in? I switched to education, uh, and I taught biology. I moved up to Rochester, New York. Uh, where I live now, and I was teaching AP Bio and what we call living environment, freshman level biology. And at one point, one of my colleagues, Paul Conroe, he came to me and he, he was telling me about a kid in his class, and this is uh, October, who couldn't get glasses. He kept trying to get him glasses. He finally got the kid glasses in February. And he said, you know, what would be really cool, how cool would it be if students were making eyeglasses for other students. I said, you know, Paul, that's a great idea, but nobody's putting money towards that. Everybody's money goes towards college. He goes, if I get money, can you do it? I said, yeah. So he came to me a couple years later. He goes, hey, I managed to get $65,000 for you. Do you think you can build a program? So I built an entire program teaching kids to make glasses. And the idea is they learn a skill they can use to both go into the workplace and to help each other. That's just so cool. Now, for our listeners who aren't familiar with career and technical education programs or CTEs, can you give us a brief explanation? Uh, CTE programs are basically these programs just teach kids the skills necessary to be successful or in uh, in a career or in a specific career pathway. You know, it's it's goes both ways. It's both important for them to have the skills to work, but it's also important for them to have skills specifically attuned to a specific job so they can be as successful as possible starting out. Um, You know, many programs partner with colleges so that they can transfer college credits who are just getting started out. So if they need a degree, even associate's degree or certificate, we can get them started and get them on the way to getting that. You know, and, and today's age where we have so many people who have gone to college and don't have the necessary trade skills, this is a great way to get them started and get them into the programs. Thank you for that. And totally spot on. 
So as one of East High's most visible CTEs, can you share a little about how Vision Care works, Logan? So the Vision Care program, like I said, specific to East High, I created the whole program. The idea is to give kids both the skills to make a pair of glasses and to work with patients. So the first year is just about learning how to make a pair of glasses. We learn all the skills and tools of an optician necessary. We use the basic skills so that we can sort of build up. Uh, This year, we're also going to teach them how to do vision screenings, you know, the part where they go into the doctor's office and you can see the lines and say, oh, I can read A, B, E. And, you know, it's line five. So I'm going to do that with them to give them more, a little bit more experience working with patients. Year two is whenever they both refine those skills, but they also start to really work with patients. They help to learn how to pick out frames, what frames are going to look good with someone, how to take all the necessary measurements to get them started to see the doctor. And then we actually have doctor visits where I have an eye doctor will come in, they will volunteer and give up their time. And my students will pre-screen the patients to get them ready to see the doctor. And then they'll make those glasses and they learn how to dispense them and make sure they fit. Wow, that's amazing. So when and where are these clinics? Students come to East High for those visits. We have, you know, free clinic about once a month, but we also go out to elementary schools. And the kids love going to the elementary schools because it makes them feel more professional. We do the same thing there. And then the third year students really learn leadership skills. You know, they're advanced manufacturing, the advanced techniques with patients. We learn about bifocals, progressives, how to make those, how to work with adults. But it also comes down to being a leader towards the second year. And then they run their own vision care clinic. I have them set up everything from staffing to getting the doctors to come in. And we work together to make sure that that's ready. And then they develop uh, their own idea of what they would like to do. And if they had their own business, how would they run it? That's such a comprehensive opportunity for your students. What are your thoughts on maybe serving as a resource for listeners who might be interested in bringing the idea of a similar program to their own district administrators? So one of my goals has always been to help others start programs that are like mine. I would love to start my program anywhere. I think that that'd be great because it works anywhere. But I think it's more important that they start a program that's relevant to their community and that they have resources to support. At y for y we could talk all day about needs assessments and mapping resources, but please go on. My suggestion is always to recognize what programs would specifically benefit the community and the students uh, in the area. One of the great things about my program, like I already said, is it is relevant uh, globally. Students from my program could go anywhere in the world and get a job because the tools are the same. So are the skills. I have an optics program here run by the gentleman I talked about earlier. Rochester, where I live, is very big in the precision optical manufacturing, the glass manufacturing. We have several companies that used to be here that used to be huge. Kodak, Xerox, Bosch and Lom. All these companies had people that branched off and went into specific components of the precision glass optics. So now we need people to fill those jobs. But that job would not work in Raleigh, North Carolina, because there is no infrastructure. Nobody there cares about students having that sort of skill. So having something that is specific to your area, if you're in a rural area, a vet tech program would be amazing because you know that there is already a lack of vet techs in the world. And in a rural area where there's farms and things like that, it's huge. Yeah, those are excellent points about considering needs and resources. Now, is that how all of East High's CTE programs came about? So our CTE programs have come all about 
different ways, but most of them are the interactions and recognition of what we need. We have a culinary program that is outstanding. Uh, the way it actually started is the principal at the time wanted to start a culinary program. He knew a chef that was sort of unhappy with what he was doing. And he went and talked to them and, and, you know, said to the chef, Hey, you're upset that there's not enough qualified people coming in to work with you. Why don't you teach your own program, teach them the skills that they need. And so they developed a program. They got all the necessary uh, certifications. Then they teach kids the skills they need and they get them the certifications to work in the food industry and for food safety. Some of these kids have gone to open their own restaurants. They have food trucks. They've been very successful doing it. So really, it's all about what is important and what we have in our building that can help other people. Yeah. Again, so needs and resources. Awesome. Now, Logan, thinking about our audience of -of out-of-school time professionals specifically, do you have any different line of thinking about steps towards building CTE offerings? I think it's really important to know what your teachers and students are passionate about. I started woodworking as a hobby years ago. I've been doing a lot of different things with it, and I steadily got better. Last year, I decided to start a woodworking club after school. I have the skills to teach them. I have the materials, and I have kids who are interested. You know, they've really enjoyed it and don't even notice all the other aspects of school that we use to make projects, you know, math, following directions, familiarizing them with a new set of actual tools, right? Learning all those important things. What's great is that all of these skills are transferable to other programs and classes. And, you know, I really think it's great that the way I did it, paying attention to what my students want, what my students really need, and also what's good for my community is what makes this uh, helpful. And I think that's the best way to build a program and, and And that's what I really think you can do to get people involved is paying attention to what the community needs, what the students are going to be able to get a job doing and have fun doing. Well, Logan, I'm convinced you've got those creative juices flowing among our 21st CCLC program directors and site coordinators. Do you have any final bits of advice from the perspective of offering career pathway opportunities in out-of-school time? You know, one of the things I know is that CTE teachers help to develop skills and attitudes towards employment that students find fulfilling. It's all about making them comfortable and want to do things. The key here is that we have to offer the curriculum that's both challenging and engaging while also being relevant to their future employment prospects. What are you going to do in the future? How can I help you get there? Yes. These skills aren't just focused on education and employment in a particular field, but after we focus on a specific target, they're relevant to gainful employment in any job. And that's what I really think is important. Learning about positive work relationships and environment, skills necessary for success and promotion and ways they can continue their education in their field. All of those things are really important. You know, one of the things I really talk about in my class and I tell my students, I know not all of you are going to go into vision care. I can't expect all of you to go into vision care. What I want is for you to recognize that the skills you are learning are going to help you be successful no matter what you do. One of the words I really push on my students is the word initiative. Just showing initiative is what is going to get you an advancement in whatever field you're in. It's going to help the people in charge recognize your skill, your enjoyment, your involvement, and how you can help make their place of business better or make them more money is really what it comes down to. Boy, isn't that the truth? Well, listen again, thank you, Logan Newman, for your energy and your enthusiasm for the students in Rochester. It's really not hard to see why your program has drawn so much attention, both from students and student advocates around the country. Hey, thank you so much for having me here. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, I got to tell you, I appreciate what you guys at Y4Y are doing, trying to help get students uh, more engaged, trying to help us 
help students get more engaged and get involved in what they, you know, is going to benefit them in the long run. So I appreciate you. Have a wonderful night. Well, thank you. And yes, thanks to our listeners for making Y4Y your partner in professional development.